Louisa's bedroom was at the back of the ground floor of her parents' house, with the garage on one side and the alleyway on the other. Patio doors opened onto a barren little courtyard, giving a subterranean feel. I don't know how you can bear to sleep there, said Miranda, who had the room across the landing from their parents. It's so far away from the rest of us. Exactly, said Louisa. It was true that in the event of an intruder scaling the Mews gate, outwitting the alarm and forcing the steel front door, she would be the first to feel the blade split her skull. But it was a risk she was willing to run if it meant she could play her music loud and have the downstairs shower room to herself. The bottom bedroom had its own early warning system built in. There was always enough time between the sound of the gate dragging open, the car being reversed into the garage, and the key turning in the front door to eject her guests. Hooded eyelids and high colouring gave her beauty a feverish, consumptive edge that certain boys, sensitive types on the cusp of manhood, found hard to resist. How many of them had tiptoed shoeless down that cobbled side alley? She could also sneak out to parties, the best of which never began until they were all in bed anyway, and return at daybreak similarly undetected. Louisa's parents were proud of their enlightened permissiveness, a situation she was careful to preserve by flaunting her mildest dissipations and hiding those she knew would genuinely concern them. The trick was to decide for yourself where the line was drawn, then throw in something that completely raised the bar so that by the time they had conceded the point, you were back where you wanted to be in the first place. She still flinched to recall the threat to her position that had occurred a few months ago, around the time of her 18th birthday, when her father had mooted turning the bottom bedroom into a gymnasium and making the guest bedroom over to Louisa. The prospect of being moved into the heart of the house had greatly distressed her, and badly affected her sleep just when she ought to have been concentrating on her A-levels. After months of wasted worry, Nick Trevelyan had spent the money on a surround-sound entertainment system from Bang & Olufsen. He and Leah had joined an expensive private gym near Olympia, where they could lift weights under the supervision of personal trainers and swim in the vaulted, saline swimming pool. It was a family membership, meaning their daughters could use the club as often as they wanted. Miranda, who followed their parents in all things, whether that was reading medicine at UCL or the Guardian at breakfast,